0: Let's uh, talk about the big news today, and it came down at 8.30 in the morning. The Premier announced that, indeed, Toronto and Peel would be moving into Stage 3 of reopening when? Friday morning, 12.01 a.m. That's when everyone in the GTA becomes part of Stage 3, and we know that this isn't just... um, uh, a thing where well, all of a sudden the doors fly open and it's back to normal. We're sitting in restaurants and eating in uh, in bars again. Um, it, there are some major changes. Here to talk about them, guest John Sinopoli. He is from the Ascari Hospitality Group, which runs the Ascari restaurants in Leslieville and King West. He's been on the show before. He is from uh, the group uh, SaveHospitality.ca. Welcome to the program, John. It's always a pleasure having you on. Uh, Thanks so much, Kelly. Great to be here. Okay, so we're finding out now, as of Friday, it's Wednesday, we're finding out as of Friday, 12.01, restaurants will be able to let people inside, bars, same thing in Toronto. Are Toronto restaurants ready for this? Is this enough notice, in your opinion?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, there were rumblings of it yesterday, and also, given that uh, the lion's share of the province was already in Stage 3, we knew it was coming down the pipe if not this week, next week. So, uh, you know, many people have been making preparations for this for weeks ahead and are kind of ready to pull the trigger.
0: Okay. So have you been uh, making preparations as well? Have you, what does your restaurant look like inside if, if at all, if you're ready to open? Uh,
1: We are not in any rush to open the inside of our restaurants. Uh, We are taking an abundance of caution here and Uh, are going to be canvassing our staff and making sure that they're comfortable and feeling safe. Um, We have uh, the privilege of having patios at our restaurants, so the urgency to bring diners inside is not nearly as great as I'm sure many other restaurants who've had zero business other than possibly some takeout up until now. So uh, for our three restaurants, we are in no rush to open and bring diners inside quite yet. We're going to, like, take a step back observe how behaviors are observe what happens make sure we're practi- like being able to put best practices in place and really only open to indoor diners when our staff and our team feel 100 percent comfortable with that
0: john you were talking about patios and how you're lucky enough to have a patio attached to your restaurants what's the biggest challenge where does the biggest challenge lie when you're talking about <laughs> um having patrons on the on the patios because and and was there anything that you did not foresee and anticipate happening that's been going on?
1: Um, no, our, our, we did a really good job of bringing everyone together and creating uh, really, really stringent protocols for the entire staff um, and for customers, uh, and then putting together a good communications package to our customers so they understood before they walked in the door, when they're walking in the door, what is required of them and why, they're requir- why that's required of them. Um, Without giving dying, someone a lecture, dying.
0: tell me what what that yeah, entails. No. Like I'm outside, I'm waiting. Uh, what am I going to hear?
1: Right. So, it, it, like as you enter, it's required to have a mask, even to be on the patio. When you're moving from place to place, uh, or when you're going inside to use the restrooms, um, you must sanitize your hands. Uh, we once you're sitting down, you can remove your mask and enjoy your meal. Um, our team, you uh, know, we have a system in place for, like, marking tables that have been sanitized in between so there's never any confusion. You know, we also have a system in place for when we clear plates, we always have gloves on. When we don't, we take them off so customers know we haven't been touching dirty plates with the hands that are carrying their food with. Um, You know, a whole bunch of, like, things in – In in practice, that we do that are clear indicators to everyone of how much we care and what what we're doing. And and really, it's about care. I mean, that's what we're trying to impart to our our guests. Um, It's not about like rule following and protocol, it's really about care for them and care for our team. Um, You know, some of the biggest challenges have been people who want more than six people at a table. That's a big challenge that we find. um, And we have to just be very clear, you know, like there's no bending of this rule. It's not our rule. It's in place from Toronto Public Health and the province, and it's a good rule. We believe in it. <laughs> so, okay, so you, how you,
0: do it. you avoid situations like that debacle that happened? You know, we were seeing the video uh, online being passed around of that restaurant on King West where, uh, you know, they they said they were trying to, uh, in in you know, use all the uh, proper guidelines from the government, and what happened is, there was a bunch of patrons uh, that uh, booked seats on the patio all at this, in the same area and decided to all get up and party together. And they, they couldn't anticipate that everybody knew each other. And so, um, you know, what happens then? How do you assur- ensure that doesn't go on?
1: It, I, you know what? It, there's no way to ensure it. it. It's a huge challenge. It's a huge challenge. And as restaurateurs, we rely on the good behavior and good actions of our guests. Um, and we do our best to make it fair, equitable, and frankly enjoyable for everyone. We're in the good times business. The last thing we want to do is break up a party, but we don't have a choice right now. It is the way it is for a good reason, and everyone needs to step in line and and do the right thing. And you know, we just have zero tolerance in our places for any behavior like that. We try, you know, our team is also very experienced, and they try to foresee those problems before they happen you can usually see indicators of that kind of right. thing when groups like try what to make a, well they try to make a reservation for four people be and they insist on being beside each other well that's a right right, right away <laughs> where we're like sorry we we would we would purposely separate them right so Good stuff. but 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 i don't know that you know I, i'm a place that had this issue they may have done their best to you know to avoid this um you know i we i'm not Bearing any judgment on everyone. Everyone's trying mm. to do their best right now. Um, everybody's tr- really trying to do their best. It's, we're all in a difficult position. We're trying to survive. We're trying to stay connected to the community. We're trying to set ourselves up for success when this is over. Um, and, I, you know, we implore our guests and, and the people who come out to have a good time to do so within the rules. And everyone will, everyone will benefit.
0: John, you know, as a restaurateur, you hit the nail right on the head. Everybody's trying to survive. So how important is entering stage three to the survival of restaurants in Toronto? And does the government still need to do more to help out our local restaurants?
1: Well, well, yeah, but yes and yes. So, yes, it's extremely important because, there, like I said, there are many restaurants that don't have the benefit of a patio. Um, you know, they're in a huge high-rise tower in the downtown core. There's no sidewalk space. There's no, like... Not everyone could have just popped up and put, you know, even cafe TO is very helpful. But for some restaurants, it's only eight seats on the sidewalk, and they maybe have a hundred inside. Um, so it's incredibly important for people to be able to do this, obviously in a safe way, um, just to get some cash in the door. Remember, they're not going to even be at fifty percent capacity. The max is fifty percent capacity, but most pe- most people, once they do the two meter spacing between tables, end up with much less than that. So. Um, It is something, it's helpful, but the government needs to continue to do more. The the extension of the wage subsidy and the transition of that wage subsidy to a sliding scale um, sales is very important. And we we applaud that effort. But there is much more to do, specifically on rent. The rent program has not yet been extended for next month. We don't know Mm -hmm. if we're going to be owing full rent for August. Nobody can afford to pay full rent for August. Um, so the government needs to announce an extension of that. We hear that they may, we encourage them to do so. But beyond that, the rent program needs to be completely restructured, completely um, kind of retooled and made, you know, also similar to the to the subsidy program where it's also on a sliding scale. So, you know, the 70% drop in revenue kind of barrier to getting access to the rent program is just insane if you think that, a restaurant now can open inside maybe they'll do 40 50 percent of sales that where they did last year they still can't pay their rent on 50 percent of sales like that's that's crazy so the government needs to adjust that and and you know we hope they're listening we know they've listened in the past we really 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 hope that they they take some quick action on that
0: John you brought up rents you know the the relationship between um, the the landlord and the restaurateur is it's important it is a relationship Um how Do you feel for the landlords at all that are dealing with, um, as well, worried about their investment?
1: Absolutely. Like, our landlords are our partners. Like, we have in no way tried to vilify landlords through this process. They are stuck between a rock and a hard place. The government created this program that forced the rent relief through them and made it voluntary through them. That put them in a very difficult position. Also, the process is extremely onerous on them. The, The paperwork to fill out to, uh, to apply for the rent relief program is it, it it's beyond anything you could imagine so these landlords had to uh, deploy an incredible amount of resources to applying for the rent program and if you're just a you know a mom and pop who um have a made an
0: investment
1: space, yeah made an investment have yeah. a commercial space as your retirement like you, you may not even be sophisticated enough to handle this and in fact we've had lots of feedback mm-hmm. from restaurateurs that say that their landlords don't even know where to start. So wow. that's number one, like it's a procedural issue the government needs to solve. And and of course we feel for landlords, we want to maintain and and move forward with a productive relationship with them.
0: Well, John, uh, I wish you continued success and, and, and luck in, in getting, you know, your restaurants up and running during this pandemic. It's a tough go for restaurateurs and we love our lo- uh, local uh, restaurants and how, uh, just the offerings that Toronto give us just so many choices as far as uh, food offerings. So, um, you know, we're thinking of you and we appreciate your time on, on the show. Thanks so much.
1: Always a pleasure, Kelly. Anytime. Thank you.